Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. There's a short passage, a very short passage I want us to look at in Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. It reads, and he is before all things. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. Amen. May the Lord bless his word. I want to preach for a while, just a little while today. I'm going to lift up this thought, and I hope you can get it, you can grab it relatively quickly. Living behind before. It says, and he is before all things. Living behind before. Living our lives in light of that reality, of that truth. A recent reading of this passage forced this thought into my consciousness. I couldn't get away from it. It grabbed me and it kept tugging at me and playing a kind of melody on my heart and mind. Couldn't escape it. And, and so here I am standing to preach living behind before. Living behind before appears at first mentioned perhaps to be an unusual subject for a sermon. But the reality is, and I want you to think about it with me, we live behind many things. We live in our homes behind exterior and interior doors. Drivers enter their vehicles and navigate behind the steering wheel. We get behind our favorite sports teams, media personality, or entertainment celebrity. Voters in the upcoming elections in November will get behind their candidate. Behind every smile or every teardrop there is a story to tell. Behind every success, there is sacrifice. When we fly, at least it was this way the last time I flew, the passenger compartment is behind the cockpit. Some say behind every great man. Come on, sisters is a great woman. Behind 
suits and dresses, trousers and blouses, makeups and makeovers. Is the real me and the real you. So I want to preach about living behind before. Because the text says, He is before all things. In the book of Colossians, the Apostle Paul, during his first imprisonment around 60 AD, writes to encourage and strengthen the church. The concern is heretical teaching or false teaching around the nature and character of Christ that threatens to sidetrack the ministry of the church. Most Bible scholars agree that the book of Colossians or the epistle of the Colossians is the most Christ-centered or the most Christological of all the New Testament writings. And so nestled in the interior of this first chapter, in this verse that we read together this morning, are the words, he is before all things. It is simplistic in its expression, but it's profound in its implications. Both the King James Version and the New International Version affirms that he, or Christ, is before all things. And so the question that comes into my mind today as we look at this together is, what does it mean to be a Christian? We describe our relationship to the Lord in many ways. Some says it just means to be washed in his blood. Uh, others would say it means to be saved. It means to be sealed. It, it means to be sanctified. Others would say that it means to be chosen or called or elected. But I'm suggesting to you that to be a child of God is to live behind before. And so a closer look at the text reveals three truths. First of all, we live behind before because of the superiority of his person. The superiority of his person. The text says he is. He is. Jesus Christ is the primary and preeminent focus of the text. To live behind before is to live with the recognition that there is none greater than Jesus. There's nobody greater than him. I love the way John, the apostle, opens his gospel. He expresses this theme with the words, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. Literally what he's saying, in a beginning that was not a beginning, there was God. That was the word, the word that later would be fleshed out. He would say, he became flesh and dwelt among us. A few years ago, I purchased a book, which title alone stimulated my interest. Sometimes I'll just buy a book because the title intrigues me. The book's title was Seven Men Who Rule the World from the Grave. 
The book chronicled the lives of some great thinkers whose ideas still influence us. Charles Darwin, who talked about evolution. Karl Marx, many believe the founder, philosophical founder of modern communism. Sigmund Freud, his psychological category, still intrigue those who study the interior life. Soren Kierkegaard, a theologian, Danish theologian and existentialist who looked at life through a different set of lens. These were all mentioned in the book. But what intrigued me is the notion that these men rule the world from the grave. And when I looked in the table of contents, I found missing from the chronicle the one who rules the world beyond the grave. Oh yes, he, he went up to Calvary and he went in to the grave of the sepulcher, but the good news is, is that he got up that first Sunday morning with all power in his hands and, and he rules and super rules beyond the grave. Oh, it doesn't look like that now, but there will come a time when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And so in context, this passage reminds us we can, we can live behind before because of the superiority of his person. If you read it in context, you see reasons offered in chapter 1 of Colossians as to why this is true, why he's superior. In verse 13, he delivered us from the power of darkness. In verse 14, we have redemption through his blood. In verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God. In verse 16, by him were all things created. In verse 18, he is ahead of the church. In verse 20, he is reconciling all things to himself. Living behind before is a life that reflects our understanding and our deep conviction that he is superior, the superiority of his person. But there's also another reason in the text why we can live behind before. Not just the superiority of his person, but the sufficiency of his provision. He is, is the first movement of the text, but then it says, by him. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. In this short verse, the epistle declares the storied preexistence of the one who has no rivals. But it also recognizes that our lives are intertwined with his. In his creative activity and his redemptive mission, he is active. Thank God for that. He is active in all that he has made. Living behind before involves a recognition that our lives are conditional and contingent. My life and your life has purpose and meaning today 
because it's by him and through him. By him and through him. The names Ralph Lauren, Calvin Klein, Christian Dior, Gucci, Giorgio Armani, Oscar De La Renta, Perry Alice, Donna Coran, Nicole Miller, Russell Simmons, Nanette Lepore are associated with designer clothing on the high end of the fashion scale. But what I want you to do today is check the spiritual lapel of any child of God and you will find you will find a designer label. If you check my spiritual lapel, you will find a designer label. You'll find it because Genesis 1, 26 and 27 said, God said, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. You'll find it because Psalm 139 and stanza 14 said, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And even while we were being formed in our mother's womb, he wrote our members in his book. You're going through some physical challenge. He don't need a CAT scan or an MRI. God doesn't have to do lab work. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Because Jeremiah said when he thought of his calling and his vocation, he said, even before I was in my mother's womb, you called me to be a prophet and you knew me to be your child. Check the label or the lapel and you'll find a designer label. Paul said on Mars Hill when he saw an inscription to an unknown God. He said to the Athenians, he says, I know who he is. He says, he's the one in whom we live and we move and we have our very being. To live behind before is to believe that not only he is, but he can. Your path to your blessing is intertwined with you just coming to a place and a point where you realize no matter what the doctors say, no matter what the employer say, no matter what anybody say, that he can work it out. But there's a final affirmation in the text. The security of his promise. He Exist or he is before all things, and by him all things consist. See, this text is not just about the superiority of his person and the sufficiency of his provision, but when we live behind before, there is the security of his promise. I love the message paraphrase of this text. Eugene Peterson writes, he was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. That's what 
encourages me today is he holds it all together. Somebody this morning is living behind something. Some difficulty, some trial, some challenge that's got you down. But I want you to know that you live behind before. Because the Bible says, he is, I'm talking about Jesus. He is before all things. I thought about how I could wrap this thing up. I hope you have the basic concept. When you live behind before, you recognize the superiority of his person. When you live behind before, you recognize the sufficiency of his provision. By him and through him. But when you live behind before, you also embrace the security of his promise. In other words, he holds all things together. We had the back of one of our chairs, dining room chairs, come off. And you know, I'm getting better at fixing stuff. I kind of looked at it and decided I needed to go down to Home Depot. And I talked to the salesman and said, and described what was going on with the chair. They pointed out some glue that I needed to get. I thought I could put some super glue on it, but it did not work. But they told me that's some wood glue. And if you use the wood glue, then it should hold the bun. I'm happy to report today that chair is back at its right location. And when Judy came in with my chest stuffed out, I said, honey, I fixed the chair. You don't know how much it meant to me when she said, Dale, you getting better at fixing things. Well, he holds us together. And you know what? If it was possible for wood glue to hold you together, I'd have every usher here having wood glue in their possession so that when you exit the sanctuary, every member here today and guests could receive some wood glue. But I have to tell you, you need something more than some wood glue. The Bible says he holds us together. And so when I was thinking about how I could end this message, I began to think early this morning about how you can have a good quarterback But if the other team has a good corner, a good corner can shut the offense down. Do we have a witness? A shutdown corner is a defensive player who has the ability when the long ball is thrown 
from the quarterback to the best offensive player on the team. He can interrupt and disrupt the play. You see, he holds us together. When sin tries to score, I want y'all to know I've got a shutdown corner. Sickness and disease try to score. I've got a shutdown corner. When disappointment shows up, I have a shutdown corner. Frustration and failure knock on my door. I have a shutdown corner. Yes, I do. When loneliness lifts his head, I've got a shutdown corner. Unless some of you all missed the point, I want you to know the devil and the grave tried to score. But on Calvary, we had a shutdown corner. He shut it down, and when he got through shutting it down, he said, it is finished. Y'all know the story. They put him in a bar of tomb, but early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. I'm so glad uh, to report uh, I'm on the winning team uh, because I've got uh, a shutdown corner. He can run stride for stride uh, and step for step uh, with whatever life throws at me. I'm not worried uh, and I'm not afraid uh, because he holds uh, me together. The Bible says, uh, him all things consist you have been listening to advancing word with dr td stubblefield we pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by TD Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.